Chanel Ali, how's it going? It's going so good. I'm doing so well. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, so I you just told me you lived in Stroudsburg. Not Stroudsburg, I'm sorry, the Poconos. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah, yeah right next to the city. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. You know what? I think one of the reasons why I think that's pretty crazy is because you're doing pretty well. Like, you've been on Comedy Central. You, um, I think you, you, you auditioned for SNL. Were you a writer on something as well? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've written on a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, I was a writer for Netflix as a joke. Yeah. I wrote all my stuff, all my own stuff for MTV's Girl Code. You know, I've been out here doing stuff. But honestly, like when the pandemic hit, I was living in Brooklyn with four male comedians. And it was just oh, wow. like, how, how am I going to convince them all to wash their hands? Like, how... <laughs> Why, why do I want to take on a task so great, like so great during such a, a trying time? So yeah, I jumped out of the city. I had a really great opportunity to come up to the mountains. And it's just like, just like in all those crazy zombie movies when like the zombies can't get up the mountain. It's yeah, like yeah. the same thing. It's like the same thing. Right, right, it's really right. really safe up here. So yeah, I've just been chilling. And I always feel like when you get to a certain point in comedy, like if you're getting booked enough, it doesn't really matter where you live, you know? Yeah, Chappelle lives in Ohio, and I really like to take note of that, and uh, you know, try to learn from comedians and what they do to stay sane. Yeah, no, I always find like that's a great example about Chappelle living in Ohio. It's like this guy's a megastar. You think he'd be living in L.A. or New York? You know yeah. who else lives in kind of a really discreet area? Post Malone. I think he lives in like the middle of Utah or some shit. Word, I could see him being like, I can't have the cops coming to my house. I got to. <laughs> <laughs> out in the deep well he was just saying it's like he can't do hollywood like he can't he can't be around lights and like people always like you know harass him he like needs to like his studios in utah and he was saying like he just likes to kind of like get away and be a normal person and like not kind of be recognized on the street it helps him kind of like make his music you know i definitely understand that and i always just feel like we're so lucky because we have so much access to just actual artist stories of what they've done to keep themselves sane or how they lost their sanity. And it's like, we yeah. can learn from these experiences and maybe, maybe we won't burn out the same way. We're definitely going to burn out. And I want, yeah. you know, I want you to know that you can't escape it, but <laughs> I right, right. feel like we could pay attention and drink more water, you know, just try to take deep breaths. Dude. I really, I think for comics, the gossip and the shit talking and just the stories is the best. It's, Dude, it's like, like, I don't know if you know this, but like when we were talking on Wednesday, last Wednesday and you were telling me about a comic who did a show. Yeah. And it didn't do well. And yeah. like, I know that like, you said the name, I heard it. And like, dude, that kind of gossip, bro. Like, like, I'll be <laughs> honest, top, top two, it might be on the top of sex, man. Like I got all excited. <laughs> I'm like, no way, tell me more. Who is it? Who is it? And it's just delicious, right? Oh, dude, I was just like, I know, I know, I, that person sucks. You're just like, it's the, the, it, yeah. it's the validation. I don't know, there's something it, about it. It gets us really riled up. And I can't tell you how many times people have been like, we, we could start a reality show just off the drama and comedy. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. There's, some, there's some fields that are actually too inside. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not going to be as exciting for everyone else. <laughs> yeah, that's the sad thing. It's like, um, I mean, there are some, like I was listening to, the hell was it ykwd with robert kelly oh yeah yeah and like uh they they name names there but it's like there's no way you can make that into like a big time production where you're just saying like this person's shit this person uh yeah uh, has a little dick or whatever you know like you you can't do that like it, it's just too um 
it's just too much, which is sad because like that's the most entertaining uh, stuff. Yeah, but it's like comedy is also male dominated and yeah. just across the board, like men handling criticism about their art isn't, it hasn't proven historically to be like good for peace. <laughs> You're right. Dude, I, I have a, uh, my girlfriend who is uh, here right now, she, uh, she'll tell me when something's not funny. Like, she'll just be like, uh, like, I was like, hey, what do you think about this joke? You know, I wrote all day and I'm all souped up about it. And right before I'm about to leave for spots, she'll be like, yeah, that's, that's no good. She's and like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, or just like, that's, that's nothing. You got nothing there. And I'm just like, <laughs> fuck that. Fuck you. And I go out and it bombs three times. I'm just like, oh, you know, I come back with like my tail between my legs. I'm like, oh yeah, you know what? You might have had a point there when you said, uh, but I, there's some, does, does Courtney get like that? When you try to uh, um, say like, you know, I don't know, like, just like, cause you both are comics. So I actually might, you guys might understand more, but. I mean, I, I do think that we have like very different styles, but we talk about jokes all the time. We're really comfortable talking about stand up with each other. Yeah. And sometimes I think we like, we get, we obviously give each other constructive criticism. Yeah. And sometimes we'll also like pull back the blind so that we can see what's happening in the crowd, which we don't always pick up on. Like one time I had a joke that I talked about my younger brother and how I was disappointed because I wanted a little sister. Yeah. And then when I came home, there was like, like a baby penis there. And I was like, you know, like, this is not what I asked for, you know, yeah. but the way that I used to tell it, like just the way that I said it was like a little cringy because it just hung too much on baby penis. Like, it was yeah, just yeah, too much visually. And I kept telling this joke this way forever and ever and ever. And then he was like, do you hear what's happening? And I was like, I totally hear it. I just haven't written a fix for it yet. Right. But I appreciate that. Like, you're there with me and you totally know that I am aware that it's not done yet. I'm still working on this bit and it could yeah. be better, you know? So I think it's pretty healthy. No, that's yeah. very, I think that's very healthy. Like someone just telling you like, cause I think a lot of times when we write jokes, we have it in our head, why it's funny. And we know everything. We know every in and out of it. But sometimes the audience sees it a different way. But since we're so in our own world about the joke, like. Yeah. And we don't know, we don't, we can't like understand or see how the audience is like reacting to it. And then we get frustrated. Yeah. Like I, I remember I was telling my therapist once, I was like, dude, I'm trying to do these like edgy jokes and like the crowd will laugh. And he's just like, bro, if you're going to bring up like, like Nazi Germany, what do you think in conversation? Don't you think people are going to be like, eh? like they're not, they're not going to like <laughs> just start bawling, laughing. Like you're making people uncomfortable. So just know that's what you're doing. And like, yeah, I think there's a formula there for sure. Like you have to get people to trust you first before you decide to reinvent their intellect, you know? <laughs> like absolutely, you really yeah. Get them yeah. to trust you. But I also remember having really dope moments like um, Courtney used to step on his laughs a lot when we first started joking. He used to step on his laughs a lot, like talk over the next bit. Yeah. And I remember us talking about how important breath was that when you start to hear people starting to roll into laughter, mm -hmm. you have to like recognize that our brains move faster than theirs. So we are already three bits ahead and yeah. they're still like internalizing what we just painted in their mind. So like you have to force yourself to just take a breath in that silence and let them start to get that larger laughter that you really want so that you have yeah. more time even to think and write and yeah tag. that's so true dude I also feel like that's a great point because I had a gig this weekend and it was like an older crowd so I was like I remember I was speeding through my jokes and I remember thinking like I was getting last but I also remember thinking like oh, I'm kind of like I think I was talking way too fast for them to process <laughs> you know totally yeah 
but it's an actual, it's like you feel it physically, mentally, you slowing down. It's actually like you're all, like, you feel like you're in slow-mo, but right. to them, you feel like uh, you're just having a normal conversation. Absolutely. It's yeah. incredible what our, brain, our, our brains do and like how like we bisect these different things as they're happening. Cause I'm so aware when I'm on stage, I'm like, yeah. oh man, this girl just took one shot too many. That bartender, wow, they could shake that ice a little quieter. Yeah, you know like right, I just right, know right. of everything that's happening but also like my brain is going my mouth is talking I never stop talking right you know? so it's incredible yeah you ever watch you ever uh, watch a video of yourself like and you like remember a pause you had and then you watch the video and in my you're, like, going into it you're like yeah that was like a long pause and then you watch the video it's you going like anyways and it's just like half a second and you're like what the but in your mind you were like everybody was wondering what was wrong with me in yeah. that moment <laughs> Everybody was like, whoa, did you see that? That girl just like looked out into space for a second. Right. And they were like, no, we thought you were like taking a breath. We didn't even know. Like, yeah, he lifted his finger. Uh, yeah. God. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I remember the first time I did a set for TV, it was um, it was supposed to be for CISO. Remember that comedy app, CISO? Yeah, short-lived, yeah. It never came out. The, the check cleared, ah. so no worries. But then they bought the series and they put it on Stars, but only on the Stars app. So I like didn't see it for years. Yeah. And then when I finally watched it. I was like, oh man, it's like my first time I ever taped a set. Yeah. Um, I wonder if I'm going to be able to see myself get the light because I was really concerned about blowing the light my first yeah. time. Yeah. Year, right? yeah. And I watched it and it was a 10 minute set. And at nine minutes in, I watched myself go like this. And I was just like, whoa, <laughs> I totally, I see it. And it happened yeah. and it was right on time. And I finished like exactly at like nine minutes and 59 seconds. Like, it oh, was what a pro. What a pro. Incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I always find that funny too when uh, in, in live shows, when people, when you, when they get the light, you show them the light and then mm -hmm. like, they're in the middle of a joke and they do a huge like, yeah. Like, they, but then you think like, oh, the crowd's got to see. And then the crowd never even know. Like, yeah. I remember when I would watch comedy, I never, I, the light was like, I always thought they just knew exactly how much time i thought in their mind they're like yeah 10 minutes and they're just like that kind of professional yeah and i and do i do have that that sometimes like sometimes i can feel time to the t yeah and yeah, then yeah. other times i'm like whoa i did not mean to do 30 minutes on your show my bad <laughs> yeah or when you're bombing and then you get off you're like yeah i did i did my 25 right like dude you're up there for three minutes you're like <sighs> yeah you said you, <laughs> you asked for the light after like minute two <laughs> that's the worst feeling when you're looking for the light you know Searching, praying for it. I'm like, did they leave? Yeah. Did the host leave? <laughs> it's gotta be soon, right? Jesus, I'm on my clothes already. <laughs> so tell me about opening for uh, Michael Che. How did that come about? Oh man, so apparently Michael Che posted on Facebook. This was like, mm, maybe like 2016, 2017. Yeah. He posted on Facebook like, hey, who are some like girl comedians in New York City who have been killing it? Wow. And a bunch of people, like the majority of people, let's say 300 people commented, I would say like 250 of them said me. Hell yeah. Um, I didn't see this conversation happening because I was so busy literally being on stage that I'd never even thought to like friend request Michael Che on Facebook. I never even thought yeah. to even do that. Yeah. Um, and then, so a friend of mine called me like later on that night, I was like, hey, I'm standing here with Michael Che and he just heard about you and he really wants you to open for him in Philly um, this weekend. Are you down? Like, can you come to Philly wow. and open for him? Wow. And I was like, uh, no, I'm already booked. <laughs> I'm booked in Boston at the Women in Comedy Festival and I will feel okay. shitty. 
if I if I just exit on all these women and they were like what yeah. come to the you're not going to get paid at that festival come over here and do the show and I was like yeah I really appreciate that Michael Che but I'm not gonna I'm oh not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it and I could just hear that he was like this girl's nuts yeah 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 crazy bro yeah. so we, he was like all right like whatever we hung up the phone I go to Boston I'm feeling crazy and then like two days later he hits me up on Facebook and he just dms me and he's like hey how about you open for me in New York at Caroline's how about that oh, and wow. I was like even better thank yeah. you so much and yeah. so we did it two sold out shows I'm ripping 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 like the most incredible sets of my life I would yeah, say yeah. um and since then he's taken me on the road a few times we've gone to do shows at like uh universities on yeah. the east coast and um you know I just like part I've partied with him and Dave Chappelle and like yeah he's just like one of my big brothers now in comedy for sure that's amazing you never hear like you hear stories like that like, yeah but like um, those are so rare where someone, he literally just goes on, was it Facebook? He just goes on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, it was Facebook. It was what? Facebook. And he had never seen me. He, even when I did the open for him, yeah. he had never seen me. He didn't look me up. He didn't watch a tape. He's busy. He was like, hey, everybody said you. A couple people that like I asked about you, I was like, hey, everybody on Facebook is saying Chanel Ali and the other comedians in the room were like, oh yeah, we know her. She's good. Get her, yeah. you know? So I was lucky that like, it's, a, it's literally the classic cliche of, if you've been killing everywhere, then it just becomes that. It, you just have this yeah. reputation and it's just like, conversation's gonna happen in rooms that you're not in. But if the consensus is what it is, then yeah. it's undeniable, you know? And I was yeah. really lucky that like, he didn't get there very late. So he got to watch me open and he, you know, I was really, really killing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And also I think he's impressed. Anytime I hang out with him, he's impressed that I'm so good at partying. I can tell. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, dang, you've had a lot of tequila and you're not making a scene. All these other women are. They're yeah. making a scene. Yeah. For people that might not know, Michael Che can fucking throw them back. Like he can he, totally throw them back. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember I'll never I'll never forget this when I was so new in, I was at Broadway, so new in the comedy, open micer. I went to this place called Alfie's, which is across the street. And I remember just seeing him there. You know, he has like this, like, he has like this, he has this, Alf, this uniform he wears, this, the Hollister hoodie and like yeah. Yankee cap. We all have, um, we all have a fit where we're the most comfortable for hey, sure. Hey, yeah, listen, uh, he's doing great. So uh, <laughs> sitting at the bar by himself and just, just round after round. I was there for like three hours. He's just there the whole entire time, just going and going and going. I'm like, oh my God, look at this fucking. Uh, well, I hope when that happens to both of us, nobody else sees us. <laughs> I gave him a little wink because I knew he was. I didn't. I didn't go up to him and bother him because, yeah. you know, if you see someone, if you see like a celebrity by themselves at a place with their hat on and hood, they probably want their privacy. You know, yeah. so I just did like a little thing, and he goes, eh, and and that was it. But you can throw them back too. I could just tell. I could because I listen. I I I was a blackout drinker all throughout high school and college. When we did that gig together. <laughs> you like you you were drinking like you like usually here's the thing comics these days don't really party that hard i feel like or am i wrong uh, like, i feel like it varies I feel like yeah. it varies. but dude on a wednesday 5 p.m show you were like give me all the fucking drinks give me all the drinks you're like he's not, he's not using his drink give me his fucking drink if 
about a free drink to me, especially in New York City, it's just like such a great coupon that I'm like, yeah. well, you know, let's try to use most of it, even if I leave some of it. And I'm also like really, I'm really, I have a lot of like survival skills that I practice so yeah. that I can party good, but still be like, you know, centered enough to have a conversation about something. Yeah. And I even, the last time I hung out with Michael Che, which was like a couple nights ago, I said to the bartender, we were all going outside just to like get some air. I said to the bartender, hey, pour this drink out for me pour it out mm-hmm. and he was like what i was like please pour my drink out yeah so when i come back it appears like i've drank i drank it and we can all move forward knowing i had one less drink because right. i want to have a good night tonight and keeping up is, is is supposed to be about you know what feels good what's comfortable i'm not gonna let Absolutely. anybody force me to take in more than i want you know like i'll perpetrate i'll throw it over my shoulder i'll find a, yeah. a hoe i'll give it to her you know right. <laughs> That's that takes a maturity though, because uh, I still sometimes go out. This doesn't happen as much, but like I'll be hammered, and I can feel it in the stomach and the drunkenness. Like this is, if I have one more. I I'm picking. The, <laughs> I'm at a fork right now. I'm in blackout, or like can try to can actually have sex later, like fork. You know. Yes. For and sure. be someone, your friend, your dickhead friend, you know, taking a ah, dude. I'm telling you, yeah. man, if I go, it's over. And they're just like, nah, shut the fuck up, fuck you. Yeah. Nine times out of 10, my whole life, I've been, I just take the shot, you know, mm. I have to. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Cause you don't want to get called a pussy or whatever, you know, you don't want to get called a, Oh, you're a loser. You're a, a come on, man. Yeah. Keep up with us. I, I think per capita, probably like most men name name James are like, I'm not going to get called a pussy. I know that. Like, <laughs> I definitely think that's a quality that like, unfortunately you guys have to live up to that standard, but I feel you on that. And I, I've obviously made mistakes before where I was like, yeah. well, that was too much, you know? Yeah. Um, I did a gig in Atlantic City a few weeks ago, and I woke up, and my phone was like, how was that food you ordered last night? Was that lit? Yeah. And I was like, I didn't have any food. What are you talking about? And it yeah. was like, no, you ordered it off Uber Eats. I was like, I don't have Uber Eats on my phone. What are you talking about? And they're like, no, you redownloaded it, and then you ordered food, and then you uninstalled it. Oh, my God, dude. But you tipped well. <laughs> <laughs> And I was, like, you're a good well, person. I was like, well, we're going to have a dry day today after this. <laughs> yeah. I also think there's a security too. in like, um, being able to drink like at like during the day and then yeah. like not knowing not you're not, you can actually talk and conversate or, or perform. Yes. You know, for so like, like, honestly, like I'm kind of like when I'm sober, like I'm a little bit of an awkward guy or I, I'm just very in my head. So, mm. We'll be talking, but the whole time I'm sober in my head, I'm, I, it's got a, I, I got like a million things going on. Like I'm thinking yeah, yeah. about where I got to be. Um, how do like, am I in this conversation? Like uh, my, you know, whatever, I got to go home, my girlfriend, this, or like my parents, like just a million yeah. things going on. And, but then I'm also scared if I drink, I'm going to get too fucked up and I'm not going to be able to do shows and stuff. But I've kind of learned that like, if I have one drink, like if I go to happy hour after this, like I'll be fine to do shows. I just can't, I just got to trust myself a little better, you know? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I do like one drink before a show, two drinks, that's fun. Three, yeah. three, okay. I'm not I'm not gonna remember all the jokes that I wanted to do. I'm gonna I'm gonna kill it. They're gonna yeah. love me. They're even gonna say afterwards, wow, Chanel was like on fire tonight. Yeah, she was but so loose. Just like show. like it was crazy. She talked to that lady with the dog for like 20 minutes on stage. It was crazy. Yeah. She's talented but also like the next day i'm not gonna have usable notes or yeah 
Like I just, I could just feel that like, if I drink a little too much, I still have fun. And yes, I grow artistically, but yeah. also maybe, maybe I, maybe I could write a thing down more often. <laughs> yeah. You're not, you're almost not getting the work done, you know? Yeah, for sure. So I, I definitely like to like one to two before a show, but yeah. then once I'm done, you know, just whatever. Yeah. 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 I definitely feel like I kind of want to go to get it. I kind of want to have a drink now, but then I kind of know too. It's like, if I have a drink, then like I should, like what I should do is write and then go get a drink. Cause then I kind of sure. like know my set, whatever I want to work on later, you know, but if I drink now, I'm not going to write, but I, I can still do the shows and have fun, but it's definitely yeah. going to be a lot of like, like you said, like you might get sidetracked with the, someone in the crowd for like, and it's also, it's also like drink tickets are such currency for us. I even remember one time yeah. the show was like, it was an open mic. I think you had to pay $5 and you got like Jeez. a drink and a piece of pizza. Oh, that's and, not bad. And I remember being like, even if I was stuffed, if I had just had whatever, I would eat that piece of pizza every time. Yeah, because yeah. to me, it was like, this is this is the payment that you have. This is yeah. what you get, so. Well, in New York too, a drink, like $15, basically. Crazy, like, crazy. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, um, that's awesome. Congrats. You're so lucky, dude. Like that it's that's that's it's always good. I love hearing stories like that. About, yeah, uh, you know, it, it was Taylor. really it was really beautiful and especially like surprising that, you know, I said no originally <laughs> and that he still dude. was like, Oh, like I'm kind of impressed by this girl's integrity. Yeah. I didn't know we were doing that, but Yeah. That's why that's why you want to be a good person. Cause you were just a good person. Like you did the right thing and you got rewarded which yeah. is how it should be. But then like you do hear some, like I listen to a podcast where they're like, you gotta kind of be a scumbag in show business. So you're like, what the fuck do I do? I guess it's just be who you are. Like if you are a scumbag and you're gonna cancel yeah. um, and uh, you know, fuck up, uh, fuck up someone's weekend. Yeah. You wanna work for Michael Trey, that's fine. And it probably will work out because you'll open for him. And like, you probably would still be, I don't know though. Cause like Caroline's, what was the original place? Was it Boston? Oh, that was where the festival uh, was. Philly. It was like punchline in Philly, which I have done tons of times. Yeah. Like that's, that's one, of my, one of my home clubs, really. That's still a big opportunity, but Caroline's, I mean. And also that was my first time ever doing Caroline's. I opened for Michael Che. Yeah. After that, I was, you know, obviously they don't really pass comics there, but like they've booked me a ton since then to host yeah. for people and yeah. to host their showcases. I used to host their showcases. So it was a, an incredible uh door opening opportunity and I also you know what I care about a lot is not just doing opportunities but also like feeling good about them like obviously yeah. I was gonna have a good set regardless whether it was Philly or New York but doing it that way I knew that like if I would have went to Philly and during that time been thinking in my head man I, I really messed up those shows for those women in Boston you know like yeah. they counting on me they've been spending money to promote it and yeah. selling tickets man I really messed it up I, I just know myself intuitively I wouldn't have had as good of a time and yeah. I was like man I want to enjoy this 100% I don't want to sell myself short if we're gonna do it you know yeah also like, then like it's all then how are you gonna talk to these these uh women after you know forever forever they'll remember me as the girl that was like uh whatever ladies yeah. Shay is here he's got, <laughs> he's got a he's got a suburban we're gonna get in it yeah, yeah exactly so you live in um god damn poconos you live in the poca i keep thinking yeah. stroudsburg because i used to do really I, close to stroudsburg i used to run this open mic when i was I, I grew up in new jersey when i was an open micer i was living in when my parents still in jersey i used to do this open mic in east stroudsburg at the pocono cinema theater okay every sunday 
Because I was so starched for stage time. I would literally drive 80 minutes there every Sunday. The dumbest, like, now I think about it, I'm like, oh my God, dude, the money, the tolls, just your But it was like idiot. all we had was these yeah. couple of minutes. You know, comedy is just a few minutes. And it's like, how do you get good at something if you don't get a bunch of minutes, you know? Right. Well, I was, I was, I had like kind of carte blanche there where I would like, I could host, I could book people and I yeah. could do long sets whenever I, I could do whatever I was like, I could do whatever I want there. That's valuable. And very valuable. And like, I, like, I, like, I, I'm obviously saying like, uh, I don't regret it. I'm saying like the money, <laughs> blah, 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 the, the, the easy pass, fuck me. Um, but um, no, at that time, it's like, I remember I was opening for this guy in uh, Ocean City, Maryland. He was like a, a buddy of mine and he just wanted a shitty comic to go on before him. So he yeah. did like amazing. He just put me up in the, the, the disgusting condo where all the coworkers lived. I did it for free. I think I got, I think I got like a food vouchers, but it was the first time I was able to do 15 minutes, like consistently every night. And it was worth it. I think about it. It's like, I, I, I wouldn't have gotten those reps 15 minutes in front of people too. Like if yeah, for sure, like actual like, audience members. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I had just like said, no, fuck that. That's beneath me what's beneath an open mic or like I would be in the city just doing five minutes for no one like you know people that don't give a shit you know yeah, so sure. but so you live in the Poconos now where do you where'd you grow up I moved around a ton um yeah. but I went to high school in Vacaville California no way that's so I was not I was okay that's so out of left field <laughs> <laughs> yeah I moved around a lot but yeah that's where I went to high school all four years yeah um and that's like between San Francisco and Sacramento okay okay so like in the Bay Area yeah I was just there I was in Cupertino is that close uh I think that's southern I'm not uh, sure okay. exactly okay. though okay um but yeah it's it's a predominantly white area um a lot of mexicans and mm -hmm. then like, very small black population mm -hmm. i think my my graduating class in high school there was maybe like maybe like 10 black people right how was it how was the high school experience it actually wasn't bad i mean i think california weather kind of just puts us like a smiley face on everything yeah but also i feel like I went to uh, a pretty wealthy school. Like it was still a public school, but it was pretty wealthy, even though I was like, you know, a pretty average kid. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was like really confronted with a lot of like very young money that I used to feel like just was uncomfortable. Like I remember a girl whose dad owned a car dealership and she came to school every day once she got her license in a different car. Oh, wow. Like just every day pulling up and like, Hummer Tuesdays, like Mustang Wednesday, like just every day. Jesus, yeah. Like, and I just remember thinking, like, this is like a movie sometimes. Um, yeah. Fuck her, also, dude. Just fuck her. Like, honestly. Yeah, like, there's no way she's not costing her dad a fuck ton of money. She's taking taking out different cars and from the lot, probably. Like, it was putting, crazy to watch. Yeah. Oh god, um, fuck her! I hate her. She's probably doing well right now, but fuck but her. But also, you know who went to my my high school? Who was pretty famous for it? Um, Papa Roach. Do you remember no that? No way! Yeah, yeah. Cut my life into pieces. Yes. Oh no way! So it's just like me, Papa Roach, and then this other guy who was actually Wait, in same my class. Same, same. No, Papa Roach was. They were older than me. They, but we like always knew of that and when they first got on tv that was a very big deal for us and so wow. i definitely was like in the same they were all in like orchestra and band and i played the violin so like i remember thinking about it a lot and being influenced by it for sure i remember thinking that you know i'm kind of following this path because 
So Papa, wait, so was he going to school the same time you were, just just a couple of classes older? No, they were like. Oh, they had graduated. Yeah, they were. They had graduated. They were definitely okay. like oh, way wow. older than us. But it was something that we always talked about and you know referenced. Yeah. Um, they were big. They were big for a little bit. Yeah. So I feel like I had just in being in California, I had a lot of proximity to like performers. And um, I used to babysit for this family and their dad was a record producer. He had like produced all the albums, the soundtracks for the movies, the Friday movies like Ice Cube and- Really? Yeah, so he had like all of the the gold and the platinum plaques yeah. in his house. Yeah. And I remember that having an influence on me and feeling like, you know, you could be anybody if you want, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it was an interesting school in that way and um, yeah, I don't know. I, I had a good high school experience. I was pretty active in sports and in student government. I was always yeah. speaking publicly, always on the microphone. I would host the rallies sometimes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was the manager of the boys basketball team. So I would travel with the team and I would do the book. Like I would do the book yeah. and keep tab of, you know, who shot what. And yeah, yeah, I, I, I just stayed really busy. I was exploring everything. That's amazing, dude. That sounds, um, you sound way more productive than I was in high school. I was like, told you I was like drinking all the time. But it was really a job. I remember sometimes getting up early, like I'm going to get up at six to get to the school by yeah. 640 so I can help decorate for the rally. And then I'll go to class. And then after class, I'll do track practice. And then I'll go to the yeah. class. Like I was busy. Were you, were you self-motivated or did your parents kind of like, like you got to do activities, got to do extracurriculars? You know what? <sighs> in a crazy way it was I was a foster kid so I'm, that's why I moved around a ton I see, and I, I was see. really unhappy in the home that I was in at that point and so that was really the reason that I stayed so busy is because oh, I was like wow, if I can yeah. tell them like I have all these activities and they don't see me for the next 12 hours then that's worth it to me yeah <laughs> so yeah I just did it to stay busy and I wanted I just really wanted a lot of experiences I just wanted to know what I what I was passionate about and explore things. And, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I don't really know why I was so motivated. And when I think about it, I even remember running one time past a friend of mine who was like very chill, yeah. never did anything extra. And I was on the track team and he saw <laughs> us running yeah. and I stopped for a second. He was like, why are you doing this? And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, why are you doing this running? Like what, what's motivating you right now? You like yeah. running? And I was like, no, I, no, I, no, I don't know. I just want to be on the track. Team. I don't know. I, right. I had never thought about why. I just, why not? Why not? Yeah. I just did things. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I kind of want to guess. So I think you being with like the same school Papa Roach went to, you babies being kind of around like um, great greatness in a way. Because yeah. I mean, Friday's great. So we, like everything, like sound, yeah. the soundtrack is even great, you know? Yeah, for sure. So it kind of reminds me. Like I was like a, a, a do nothing for a while up until I got into college. I took this class, the screenwriting class and then the teacher for the screenwriting class um, was a writer and an actor on the Chappelle show. Okay. And he also wrote the movie Cabin Fever. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's with, uh, he wrote it with Eli Roth. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah. Totally. So, so I remember like up until then, I literally thought like movies were like, movies you know not a real thing that you could do even baseball games i didn't think baseball was like a real i thought baseball was just like a tv product until i actually went to a game and i saw the grass i'm like holy shit like i could, I could <laughs> jump out there so, 
I saw the teacher looked up his IMDb. I like shit my pants. I'm like, and then I watched the episode he was in. I'm like, that's the guy. He's right there. Like for some reason. That proximity. Yeah. Yeah. It just opened up my world. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, like this is real. Like I can, I can uh, punch that guy in the, in the balls if I wanted to. Like he's right there. And ever since then, I was like, wait, this is real. I can like, why not me? And I just like my whole life changed. I was just, you know, I was doing, I was just drinking and doing nothing. And then I went from like, uh, screenwriting, acting. Then I started doing uh, comedy, and then like you know, w- I had like a, a purpose in life. I like quit. I didn't quit drinking, but like I stopped drinking significantly. So I think there's something about kind of ex- being s- exposed to greatness. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. It was a combination of that, and also a combination of like me feeling a lot of pressure to be successful in life because I had been a foster kid, yeah, and because yeah. I had like my little brother with me a lot, and so I just felt like, man, like you can't just like mess up out here you're not going to have an opportunity to really mess up like you don't even have parents you can't call somebody and be like bail me out help me i did a bad thing help me like you don't have that option so when we make decisions like we really got to hold ourselves accountable and make sure that we try to do it right the first time which obviously you can't always do um so like that that combination it just kept me moving forward like i graduated with honors I, i got a bunch of scholarships when i graduated um high school to go to college like local things that I just applied for and like whatever like I was I was really serious about it (laughs) yeah do you have you ever met your your parents yeah I have actually my dad I met at right after I graduated high school I met Uh, him I think you say right after I opened for Michael Che I was like (laughs) (laughs) I actually met him right when I was 18 um we had a we got a paternity test and my mom I knew like when I was younger but I have I've only seen her like a few times in my life but Yeah. yeah I think they both came from like pretty interesting lives and had experienced a lot of greatness in their own realms yeah oh so, yeah I think uh you know I just think it sometimes it takes that like we can't always have like if you didn't drink in high school maybe you wouldn't have the knowledge that you have now <laughs> maybe you wouldn't be well, speaking from the perspective that you're speaking now like if, yeah, you, had had, yeah. if you had had a peachy keen under 18 like yeah. everything was green grass and you totally just played baseball you would have never even like thought about creating art or speaking from a different perspective, you know? Absolutely. But I, you know, and this is something I'm trying to work on myself. It's like, I do feel guilty though. Like a lot of times, like I'll see someone like you go on and your material is so like, like smart and polished. And then like Gary Goldman will go on. And I'm just like, dude, he's talking about like torpedoes and what the fuck? Like, I don't, he's like, you got these big words. And I go up there, I'm like, yeah, I, uh, I shit my pants when I was drunk last week. And it's like, <laughs> I, I always think like, why is, is this lowbrow? But it's like, dude, that's kind of kind of what I came from. I kind of came from like, you know, like I got a lot of jokes about drinking and then like I got a lot of jokes about dating app. Like, I mean, you kind of you know, saw and we're, and we're still young, you know, we're still yeah. experiencing things. Yeah. We're still going to travel and, and there's jokes to be written for sure. Yeah, yeah. But I try not, I, I'm trying not to be like, you know, mine is any uh, less, you know, just tr- as long as people are laughing in the, enjoying it like that's, that's that's really all i can do you know yeah for sure but um so you're a foster child your brother was with you how how, how, how younger is he younger or older he's younger he's like five yeah. and a half years younger than me so he so i don't i don't know much about that but so <laughs> you guys were kind of together the whole time which i think is yeah. kind of nice I, I hear a lot of people get separated we got separated in the first home, um, but then I really, I really like, I really like 
caused the stink in their home because I realized that that like he wasn't there and at that point he was like a newborn like he was really fresh he was like a baby baby and so to me it seemed insane that they were saying like this baby that you've been with every day since his literal like birth well he's off with some other family that you don't know and hopefully they're doing a good job and I was like oh hell no you need to bring this baby over here right fuck now that should be a crime yeah, if it really That's felt, abuse. Yeah. It felt it felt really like, come on guys, wh- why why do you want to we obviously have gone through a lot already. Why yeah. do you want to do this? But after that they never split us up again and I'm I'm really thankful for that. And um Yeah. Yeah, he's you know, he's great. He's studying to be a chef and he's like dreaming big and shit and wow. I think it's, you know, incredible to be able to tell him like, look, I I just talk and you know, that's how yeah. I make money. Yeah. And there's been times that I've been able to help him out and it's just like it's insane sometimes to even like speak to him from that perspective, but I'm so proud that I can and that yeah. he feels inspired by it. You're setting a great example. We're talking about like being around greatness. I mean, you're, you're, you're in the show, you're in the show, you're really hanging out with show business gods, you know? So yeah, yeah. he's probably seeing that like, uh, Oh my, you know, my sister is doing great things. Why can't I like uh, do great things, you know? Yeah. And that just keeps me motivated every day. I'm like, you're not going to yeah. fail because of me, buddy. You, you're not, not right. me. Get your, get your own excuses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so you did a lot in high school. Did you, um, like, do you have any stories, like funny stories or any, any awkward moments? Oh man, I was such a hustler in high school. I used to yeah. work at the front office. I was like a, a teacher's assistant for one period of my day, but yeah. I was in the front office. And so I would like, I would sell like admin excuses. So if you would come to me at lunch and you'd be like, Chanel, you know, I missed fourth period yesterday. They're going to call my house, like truancy letter. I'm going to get in mad trouble. Can you make that disappear? I would be like, yo, for $5 and like two Snickers, I got you. No way. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. I was a hustler. I don't even know. I can't even, when I think about some of the crazy things I did, I'm like, why did I think this was okay? Wait. Like they would, they would have me stamping official like paperwork that they would send to parents with the pr- the principal's uh, stamp signature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would just have me doing that. And I was like, I just took one. I yes. just took one. That's so much power, dude. You can ruin like, someone's life with that. It was, we had a dance every year at the school. It was like a mini prom called the winter ball. Very exciting. If somebody asks you to do the winter ball, you're out here. Yeah. You couldn't go unless you were invited by an older, um, like you had to be like a junior or a senior. Yeah, and yeah. They, they always sold out of tickets, always sold out of tickets. They purposely did it. They didn't want it to be packed in, the, in there. And I was watching them make the tickets in the office. And I was like, these are stupid. I'm going to make some of these. Yeah. I'm just going to, when you're done, I'm going to go print. I know the code. Yeah. And I did it and I sold them. I made like $500. Whoa. Whoa. I snuck in the most popular people. So they loved me. Yeah. I was a hustler, man. I don't even know why. I don't even oh. know. <laughs> Dude, you're a genius. Wait, what was, can you, what was the title you just gave yourself? The administration, what was it? Administrative? It was a, a teacher's aide. I was like a teacher's assistant, but that was just something you could do for any class like you could go to your art teacher and say hey can I be your teacher's aide for yeah. one period of the day and they'd be like yeah. yeah and they'd give you credit but I just went to the front office and asked them like hey can I work in here yeah. for one period of day and they were like hell yeah we we're not gonna pay you we'll give you credit that's great yeah. um, I meant so, the yeah. side hustle the side hustle where you're giving people excuses like what was the, the title you gave yourself a hustler a hustler, <laughs> a hustler. <laughs> a hustler. yo dude I would have given you all my fucking lunch money bro I'm telling you man 
Hey, let's here's, make this, here's the let's thing. Make the tension go away. Let's make this uh, parents teacher uh, conference. Uh, yeah. Let's go away, please. But here's the thing is I got so caught up hustling so much yeah. and signing the letters. Like I would, so one day I actually signed a truancy letter for myself oh, shit. and mailed it to my house that yeah. I was living at, at the time I was living with my uncle. And so when I got home from school, he was like, Hey, I just got this scary letter from your school. Yeah. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, damn, I must not have realized when I was like passing the paper. That's yours. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fine. But then I just told him, I was like, bro, it's not even that serious. Like, this doesn't even mean anything. Like, I sign these all the time. <laughs> like, you yeah. can relax. Yeah. Nobody's going to come here. I don't have that many, like, truancies. Like, relax. Right. But, yeah. Dude, any, any letter that came from the school that showed up in my mailbox, I was terrified, dude. Yeah. My, mom, my mom's Chinese, and she, like, wanted me to be a straight-A student. Like, the perfect kid. And I just wasn't. Yeah. So she, she was so disappointed. But any letter report card anything from the school bro it's my heart would drop it's like oh my god she's got i was just hoping like it wasn't anything bad i was just hoping it was some announcement oh we're gonna close on uh whatever uh christmas we're gonna close a uh, christmas after the monday after christmas but anytime it was something bad like most times it was bad you don't get at school a letter from the school if it's good you know usually yeah but yeah. even like they used to use these old printers to print out our report cards i don't even remember they used to come mm -hmm. in this like crazy I don't even know what type of paper it was, but once I realized that you could manipulate some of the those letters, like even with an eraser, like just yeah. a pencil and an eraser, you could just erase. Yeah. You, could you could change a D into a B. You could just change yeah. it. I was like, man, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> I used, to, I used to, uh, I think I, that's so, I remember that now, like very vividly. I get those red, what are those? Those pink erasers. Yes. Yeah, I remember a couple times I definitely did a, I changed a couple C minuses to pluses because uh, sure. that is um, the difference between a beat down and a, just a slight scolding, you know? It's like, what is this yeah. C plus? Oh, you know, I uh, missed one assignment. C minus is just like, dude, you're, you're fucking grounded, you know? Like, yeah. You're an idiot. <laughs> I also took um, honors history in high school, um, oh, which wow. I tested into. It was the only honors class I got. And the only reason I, I know that I was good at history was because to me, it was just like gossip. I was like, this is just storytelling. Yeah, and so yeah. I would tutor other kids like on the French Revolution just because I was good at sitting somebody down and being like, yo, so let me tell you how they were trying to send mad money over to the US acting yeah. like they had mad bread, but they didn't. <laughs> so then people in there was starving, literally didn't have bread. They was mad. Like we gonna chop this nigga's head off. We are not playing with this king. Like yeah. I was so good at just like putting it into my own words. Oh, that's and great. People understand. So yeah, like that was another hustle I did for sure. Dude, that's something you can you can you can make a career out of that. Like I've been uh my my girlfriend's in uh science and she is so good at communicating whatever nerd science stuff that I would never be able to understand in years yeah. into like layman's terms, you know? Really complex ideas and yeah. make it digestible. It's definitely a power. And I think I use that a lot now. I do like comedy consulting jobs where yeah. I'll just come in a room and look at a project and be like, this is like good in theory, but that, it's not actually funny. And you guys right. are actually not connecting, you know? <laughs> I, love, I love the honesty. This is actually nothing. Uh, you're yeah. not connecting. <laughs> We're going to redo everything. Break <laughs> it down. Um, okay, shit. There's something I want to ask. I'm going to ask you... Um, I want to ask you this. Did you go to the Winter Ball? Were you, were you invited? Yeah, I went to the Winter Ball. Um, 
I went to uh, Winter Ball and this guy asked me, uh, I don't remember his name, dang. But I remember he asked me. <laughs> I don't remember his name. What's his name? What's his name? Yeah. He has such a nice name. I don't remember his name, but he asked me like in front of everyone. Ooh. And I remember everyone being like, ah. But yeah. more so, I like I really believe more so they were so in awe of it because we were like some of the only black kids and they were watching this black guy come over to me and being like, Hey, you know, I, you know, I really like you. And I really, I you know, if you want to, and they were just like, well, they found each other. Yeah. And, that's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they should be together forever. You know, they have no other options. This is it. <laughs> this is great. We're not connecting with them. So this is good that they are, they're going to yeah. go together. They can dance around us. And yeah. we'll feel we'll feel like we're part of it, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Winter Ball was lit. I remember not, you know, partying much, watching people drink. But I was like, no, nah, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I'm trying to make yeah. this cash, sell these tickets. <laughs> yeah, 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 dude. That is so. I, 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 I'm almost when I have kids, I want to tell them to do that, dude. Just be a great yeah. kid, earn the trust of the principal in the, in the office, and just make, dude, just side, just make side hustles, yeah. man. Get that I, was, stamp. I was I was already like pretty close to a straight A student. I was like a ninety percent student, so it was easy to come in there and like convince them like you can trust me. I can do yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, you're perfect. Basically, like the perfect child. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I want to ask you two more questions. And uh, so first, how? Um. Jesus, hold on. Do you hear that? My manager is calling. Yeah. Do you mind if I take this real quick? Oh, go ahead. You called three times already. Hey. Okay, I'm doing a podcast now. Sorry, I'm not. Uh, goodbye. All right. <laughs> that's, how, that's how much my manager likes me. Goodbye. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> he goes, check your email. I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> oh, it's for. Uh, oh, I thought I booked something. I auditioned for something yesterday. It just turns out it's another audition. Well, that's, uh, I got excited for a second. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's, um, okay. So, uh, God damn it. All right. I knew I shouldn't have picked that up. All right. So you, you, you mentioned you did, um, you've done a lot. So you, you auditioned for SNL. You've done a lot of uh, TV writing. Um, for someone that's like, um, listen, I, I, I thought about getting into that, but I was, the reason I got into comedy, like I never, I think we talked about this before, I never watched SNL. Um, you know, people were like, oh, you gotta have some desk pieces out, some monologues, stuff like that. I'm like, I don't know, that's not really, I never watched one late night show. So I don't really um, know about that. Um, yeah, you feel like disconnected from it for sure. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I've thought about submitting for SNL. But when I asked you, you're like, yeah, you've been watching SNL since I was a kid. I was like, ah, shit. Like, you know, oh, yeah. it's like, where it's like, oh, what am I going to just like pretend I like I know the format, but how, how, like if for anyone, a lot of comics watch this, like, how would you go about getting a TV writing job? Oh, man. I mean, is there, is it like comedy where there's like, no, <laughs> there's not really any set parameters? Like you can't go on, you can't go on Indeed and find these jobs. Usually not. No. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, most of the time a show, like, let's say, you know, I write a show tomorrow about, you know, a black girl doing comedy and smoking weed. Well, yeah. they're gonna, the first thing they're gonna do is when it gets greenlit, they're gonna put out uh, a job opening to managers or agents who right. who rep writers or comedians. Right. Mostly. right. And, 
they'll ask them for certain things, um, like, you know, whatever the format of the show is, like if it's going to be dialogue, if it's going to be unscripted, ideas for us to do on the street, yeah. whatever it is. And yeah. usually those, those opportunities get passed on that way. But, right. you know, we, as comedians, especially as stand-ups, which I am, I'm like a, a, a comedian's comedian, stand-up's always going to be my bread and butter. Mm-hmm. I don't care that much about other forms of comedy. I like them but yeah. I don't care that much about them. Um, but yeah. we have to recognize that sometimes we already have bits that could be made into a sketch. Like we already have bits that could be made into a TV show. Yeah. We have ideas for characters, but we haven't explored them because there isn't room to do that in stand-up, you know? Or we're just so, out doing stand-up every night. We don't even think about it, yeah. So busy, literally don't have time to do comedy homework. Yeah. Um, you know, it starts with like writing ideas down and being prepared for that opportunity when it comes. Um, you know, there's lots of comedy groups in Facebook on Facebook that you can join where people are posting about if a show has an open call for writers. Um, but yeah. like, when it comes to writing TV, the, the only way to do it and get good at it is to do it. So you have to like sit at home and write an episode of your favorite show, like whatever your show is. Like a spec, a spec script. Mm-hmm, a yeah. spec script. You have to yeah. just start to develop that skill by doing unfortunately and it's ugly it's an ugly process and when you first go back and read like your first few scripts you'll be like what is i what was i even saying yeah so much yeah it's horrific it's a lot of fluff yeah yeah joke at there's the joke (laughs) but it just gets better with time and like comedy i think entertainment is a lot about preparing for an opportunity so that when it comes you're ready yeah we have to start failing in a lot of ways like i failed at so many auditions before i ever got booked i can't even like oh yeah it's been incredible you know but yeah that's just like part of the product you just got to do it yeah do it well you get better like with auditions too like i I, you get better every time like i remember now i look back my first couple years of auditioning i'm like bro i was probably like i was probably such a i was probably laughable like when i would go in just how nervous I was and all like, like, cause the first year you're auditioning, you're just kind of like, oh my God, I'm auditioning, you know? And then- It feels crazy. You have to kind of be broken a bit. Cause then you start going in like, ah, you know what? I don't give a fuck. I'm just gonna do the fucking shit the way I want or I'm gonna do the best I can. Cause you've yeah. been passed so many times. You almost, you have to have that feeling of like, I have nothing to lose, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's, how, that's when you're natural and stuff. So- and you know what else I yeah. want to say about um, getting a writing job is yeah, that sometimes it has to start small. So it's like, if you have a friend and you guys have an idea for a web series, or if yeah. somebody has an idea for a web series and they're like, hey, come write this one episode, like you have to start doing those smaller things so that when the big opportunity comes, you're like, I actually know the elements that it's going to take to do it. Because a lot of entertainment yeah. is somebody saying, hey, can you do this? And you being like, yeah, but you yeah. can't, you never did it. Now, I don't even know, you don't yeah. even know what kind of document you're supposed to open. But like right. being a comedian is the, the hardest. This is the hardest thing to do is to tell jokes in front of people live yeah. and try to connect with them. The writing is always easier than that, in my opinion. Oh, cool. That's good. That's really good to know. Yeah, I sometimes, um, for me at least, I feel like I get so into stand-up where I'm like, it's easy for me, and the other stuff is kind of new to me, but you're right. I mean, everyone says it. It's like, stand-up is the hardest. I don't know how you do that. Oh, my God, it's so hard to get up there and make people laugh, and um, uh, I don't really have, I don't even know what my point was, but it makes me feel good that you said that because- you know, like I'm getting to a point now where it's like, obviously stand up is fun. It's great. But like, I mean, I don't know, like you, even the successful comedians, they all have like writing jobs or they're like really established actors or they have a, a podcast that makes, you know, they have a Patreon. Like 
Yeah. Stand up is like, um, this, I mean, there's probably like a handful of comedians. There's been plenty tour. of times that I just crushed on a show. Yeah. And show, somebody who worked on the show was there and they just emailed me the next day and was like, hey, a, a writer on our team is pregnant. Crazy Ooh. thing. I saw you. You're hilarious. Can you submit a packet in like two days? Yeah. Like, obviously, the next two days, I was like pulling my hair out, dying in front of my laptop. Sometimes yeah. I booked it, sometimes I didn't, you know, but like, you yeah. can get opportunities from just being good at stand up. You just yeah. have to also be able to translate those skills elsewhere. Yeah. That just, that just happens with practice. Do you now, when you say packet, is it, do they submit you the parameters or is it something you already have, like, kind of? Usually they ask you for, um, parameters so like the snl packet is usually they'll say we want between three and five sketches right. and we want at least one commercial parody so we want one fake commercial idea that you wrote up and you could like it's a song or whatever like it's a yeah. cute little idea and then like a few sketches that you think could fit into the show right with these parameters so like you know sometimes yeah. they'll tell you like hey the whole packet shouldn't be more than this many pages yeah or sometimes they'll say like hey you know only cast Keenan, you know, like whatever yeah. type of <laughs> yeah, whatever type of rules they feel like throwing at you. They usually give you the parameters. You gotta have like the cast members, the current cast members in mind when you write these things. Absolutely, you got to do yeah. some research on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tone, you know. I always like to try to throw a pack. Like if I'm throwing a packet together, I try to write at least one brand new sketch based on something that happened in the media in the last few days. Yeah. That's show smart. them that like, hey, I saw this wild lady on the news talking about how her CO2, she's swallowing it every time she puts on a mask. So I wrote this crazy yeah. idea about her. Yeah. So you got to yeah. research. It's it's a lot of work. I think being a comedian is so much work. My God. It, it's a lot, dude. I, I, I fantasize every time I hear like a podcast with these old guys like Robert Kelly or like Rich Voss and they're just like, yeah, you know, on the week on the weekends, I would do like 35 spots, you know, and yes. just making like three grand you know like sure. it's like fuck dude it's like that is just like not even me, even know. like two days ago i had a day where i i i counted and i booked 12 gigs that day like for to fill up my calendar yeah 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 that one day i got 12 people hit me up that were like hey we want to whatever do this, do this, by yeah. the end of the day when i was done responding to all of them and some of them were bigger gigs where it was like we need your flight we're gonna buy your flight and your hotel yeah. Yeah. some of them were smaller like just give us your venmo we're gonna buy you a drink but when yeah. i was done sending everybody my headshot yeah. and the flight information and the hotel and like when i was i was like that was the whole day yes the I whole day I was like, I just spent a whole day setting up these gigs. Like, yeah. my eyes are tired. Yeah. Like, it's not just about telling jokes. We have to do our business, yeah. you know? Yeah, you're basically the agent, manager, um, publicist, everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, I did that. I do that all the time. I'll just send emails out four or five hours. And the worst part is, it's like, um, I would say you probably, because you've been on Comedy Central and stuff, yeah. maybe a little easier but i'm still sure you probably like the response rate is so low like it's sometimes at the end of the day you're like did yeah. i even do anything like sometimes for sure i definitely the other day hit up a booker that i was like i just feel like this guy should know me and i don't understand why this is so difficult oh man he didn't yeah. respond i told my manager hey can you hit that guy up she yeah. was like sure he didn't respond yeah i did a show in atlantic city and i just so happened the headliner was like oh i know that guy and he books around Atlantic City, I'm going to hit him up for you. And yeah. then he hit me back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, if I didn't go to Atlantic City, I guess I wouldn't get booked at your club anymore, I guess. Right. I think other, other it's this is an old adage that I've been uh, been told. Comics, you get your work from, comics get their work from comics. Yeah, you know? for sure. A lot of, like, 
I think the managers and agents, some of them are great. Some of them are dickheads, but they're almost like a necessary evil when it comes to the bookers. Like they just want to, they would rather so much as go to people they know, but like sometimes they're busy. So the agents will send them people and they're like, all right, yeah. whatever, we'll have this person. But a lot of the, a lot of them, like they won't really listen to recommendations from bookers agents. Cause they're just, they're just trying to make Push money. That client, for sure. Yeah. And it sucks. Cause like most, I would say probably most of the people trying to do that are actually good comics, but then you also have the people yeah. that are just like terrible, you know, that are just, I was like also very picky about my team. Like my manager, I, I, let her, I made her pursue me for a while mm, before I signed with her. Yeah. Um, when I when it was time for me to book an agent, this was like pretty soon after I got JFL in 2019. A lot of yeah. agents hit me up because they could tell yeah. that things were cooking. I took <laughs> I took all these meetings with them, and I was just like not really like some of them were showing me like they were in the Empire State Building and like they had all these fancy things, and I was like, yeah, uh, but you yeah. don't really seem like you know about me. You don't really seem like you've been watching my comedy and the last what's my name uh maria no? <laughs> where, where am i why do you keep saying i'm from pittsburgh i'm from philly <laughs> listen to me yeah 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 um but the last lady i met with um like she gave me her whole presentation and i was like yeah all right well we'll let you know and then she like followed us out the room and she was like still pitching That's and i was like cool we'll let you know and then she followed us to the elevator and she was still pitching I love and it. i was like i appreciate that i'll let you know and you know yeah. and she you know like she held up the elevator like she really went hard yeah and when we got downstairs i turned to my manager and i was like all right you can call that lady and hire her yeah because uh, I'm ready. And she was like, are you yeah. sure? I was like, yeah, no, I'm sure. I just wanted to make yeah. sure. I wanted to make sure she was going to go ham you, because yeah. that's what I know she'll do for me. <laughs> you obviously want, everyone obviously wants someone that's powerful and can move mountains, but you also, yeah. this is our lives. We want you to give a shit, you know? That's all I have. Giving a shit might even be, that's why you hear, you hear a lot of these big stars, celebrities with whatever, um, what's that guy who's the big agent, the big comedy agent? Um, I don't know, whatever. Oh, <laughs> what's his name? He works for Amy Schumer, Louis C.K. He's a very famous name. He probably doesn't work with Louis now, but- uh, He's the agent for them? Yeah, he's like their agent. I forget, Berkowitz, something like that, right? Yeah. So you got those guys, um, but then you hear a lot of celebrities with like, yeah, my manager is uh, some guy who uh, we made pizza with growing up, you know, we worked at my pizzeria, like, because they know that guy gives a shit, like that guy will kill for that person. And then he was able to develop the skills. Huh? He's like pushing my podcast. So he's my yeah. man. Yeah, he's been there since day one, like my day one, you know? And like, you hear a lot of that, like that's a good amount. So um, yeah, you don't hear a lot of, in, but that, that's the kind of the sad thing though. And I feel kind of feel bad for the agents and managers. It's like, if you're a middle of the road guy, like you really just try to just pretend to don't, don't, it's almost like comedy clubs that just like, they don't book good shows. They just try to get people in off the street or like, it's like, bro, if you just put on a good show, you act like you care about the comics and the show. It's like, you'll be amazed um yeah. well what could happen and um i think the pandemic has taught us that for sure like it's switched the power dynamic a little not completely but yeah. a little enough to recognize that like the audiences are going to follow the good shows like they don't care if they're on a rooftop or in a park like yeah 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 the drink minimum is annoying already like we'll yeah. go where the good show is so like maybe treat the comedians good and they'll want to come play your club dude there's some bar shows that are better than the most of the clubs some of my favorite shows in New York City are bar shows, for sure. Yeah, that's really like you get. That's where you get to the heart of New York. I feel like the actual bar shows, the bar that like people don't know of. Um, all right, final question. Thank you so much for doing this. You, um, this has yeah. been uh, great. Um, if you can go back to high school and change anything, is there anything you would change? Um, 
sound like it went pretty well for you so yeah that is hard that's what yeah I'm <laughs> um you know what i you know what i would have taken an art class like i was an orchestra and i took some really like my i would really say like like mind-bending courses like on human anatomy where we like chopped up like baby pigs and like we did like incredible like dissections that taught me a lot and like exposed me to a lot yeah i never took an art class like a regular like let's go paint a vase i never did that yeah and sometimes i would go into that class because i was the the office assistant and i would have to drop things off and i'd be like man it looks cool in here y'all got a kiln and you're you know you're making stuff yeah i just felt like i was i wasn't ready to be honest with myself about being an artist and so i just I never moved towards those things. So yeah. yeah. Other, but other than that, I think I was killing it. I think I did. Uh, you, were, you were crushing it. Yeah, that's totally understandable. I think a lot of people, because I think it's so pushed in our head, like this is not a viable option for life, like art, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a game, it's silly. And do things that are going to further you only, you know, like yeah. so a lot of people- I didn't even take like, home ec because I was like, I've been cooking. Y'all have been cooking? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, shit, I'm not, no, I'm not taking that class. <laughs> Right, fuck that. Um, uh, but yeah, the good thing about that, I will say, is that you can take art now. You can probably find a painting thing now. I think I, I think rich people do it all the time, where they go they to some the they gallery. They have sometimes. Yeah, they have like a, a naked guy, and they just 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 paint yeah. them, you know, in a circle. Um, so you could. That's a, one good thing is like you can do. The, you did the stuff where like, how, where are you gonna get? A pig to cut up right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm you, not. I'm right. totally not. That's one of my regrets about high school is that I didn't like. You have these classes, like, 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 like. I, uh, I'm not. I don't know why I'm doing Trump all of a sudden, but it's. Uh, <laughs> you have like uh, sports, like organized sports. You have uh, classes like band, and it's like with instruments just given to you. And I wish I did more of that because if I wanted to take a learn how to play saxophone or whatever now, bro, I'd probably have to like buy a saxophone for a thousand dollars, take a class for another, and I it's just like um, in an acting class. I mean, we all know how expensive acting classes are, good ones. Yeah. So I wish I took advantage of more of that kind of shit. And I because um, now when you get older, it's like um, those things are real luxuries, you know. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. So, so uh, tell everyone where they can find you and what uh we got coming up. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Chanel Ali. That's Chanel like the perfume, Ali like Muhammad. Uh, I have a podcast that recently came out. It's called Don't Watch This Movie, where I have a comedian guest on and I tell them about a favorite film of mine that they've never seen. Oh, and okay. at the end of the, the podcast, I convince you and them not to watch this movie because now you don't need to. So check it out wherever you like podcasts. That's uh, and uh, thanks for having me. Of course. Do you just give away the ending? That's why they're like, I don't, I don't even want to bother watching. No, I just oh. I purposefully pick movies that are very unhinged. I see. And that I see. It sounds like I'm telling you such a crazy story that you're like, I'm not sure I want to watch it. But sometimes they at the end of it, they're like, I absolutely want to watch this movie. And I'm like, don't, don't you go watch this movie. So yeah. It's fun. It's fun. Okay. That's fun. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks. Thanks, Chanel. Thanks for uh, so much for coming on, guys. Go see Chanel live. I mean, if you've seen Michael Che, or just go to her own show, she's got her own shows going on. But also, yeah. Michael Che's in town. Go, uh, she'll probably be opening, and you probably see her on. Yes, I'm opening for Che on the 27th. Woo! At, yeah, at Caroline's, doing it again. Let's go again. He's every Tuesday now, right? Uh, I don't know if it's every Tuesday, but he definitely had a few Tuesdays in July. All right, I gotta go hang out because I'm. Uh, I did that. Um, what the hell is it called? That tournament before. 
Oh, word, yeah. And the guy who was booking it was like, oh, you've got, we'll got you in our database. We're going to get you. And then the fucking. Yeah, he just lied. He just lied. He <laughs> totally lied. He doesn't even exist. All right. Uh, <laughs> thanks, guys, for listening. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Thanks, Chanel.